What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Anthony, Lori, and Mike. And we are talking about every and anything today because we are celebrating our 100th episode. Ooh. Yay! One zero zero. One zero zero. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. I can't believe that years ago, Hanako, I'm like, Hanako, I want to do a podcast. And Hanako's like, okay, I want I will do a podcast. Yeah. And we like never got around to it. We've been on other people's podcasts. Right. And, and talking had. about it for years and we just never could get things straight <laughs> so this is one good thing that came out of the COVID pandemic because I was like okay I have all this time on my hands let's go ahead and do this hmm who can I get to be on this podcast with me hey aunt I'm gonna do it he was like really yep you for real <laughs> this time yep <laughs> I was like okay when and where I'm there Right. I mean, I honestly didn't expect us to do as many episodes as we've done because the original idea was we were going to take a show and talk about a show. And I think the first one we tried was Cursed. And I think we've discussed this before. Mike and I actually recorded an episode because this was before Anthony and Lori had actually watched the show. Mike and I watched the whole season of Cursed. We got online. We talked about it for two hours. And when I went to start editing, I was like, oh, wait, but we forgot to talk about this. And we forgot to talk about that. And oh, we missed so much much because it's so hard to put. We talked for two hours. (laughs) But I mean, think about it. We talked for two hours on one episode nowadays. So it's like trying to get eight episodes into two hours. I was like, yeah, no, this is not going to work. So let's go back to the drawing board and let's just pick a show. Let's talk about it episode to episode. And we generally have a lot to say. So. 100 episodes went by quick and technically speaking look let's be real this is actually not the 100th episode i actually have like six episodes that i need to edit and get put out there so yeah we we talk a lot but it's good it's also not like the hundred because we had like three or four do-overs <laughs> this is true this is technical true. issues this is true i mean it It's interesting going from just the recording side of it to the actual editing and producing side of it. And then once I figured out like how to separate voice tracks and how to go in and like really clean stuff up, I was like, oh my God, this is so time consuming, but it's been so much fun. I'm learning a lot. So this was something that I needed. It was kind of like a bomb for my soul because COVID took so much away from us. I think, let's see, starting in... March of last year, I was supposed to go to Fan Expo Dallas. Then I was supposed to do Dragon Con. There was going to be Conjuration. There was Atlanta Comic Con. And there was one other con that I had planned to try to go to last year. And of course, all of that got knocked out because of COVID. And one of the things, especially with Dragon Con, I'm actually a panelist at Dragon Con. I've been a panelist now for about 10 years. So not having that outlet to like really talk about fandom and shows and whatever, it was driving me nuts. And I was like, I have to talk. I have to talk. I have to find somebody to do this. And I think Lori was kind of in the same position 
you know, Lori has said several times on the podcast that aside from her husband, we're the only people she talks to now. And it's a release for her as well. Right, Lori? Well, I, I have broken my streak. I actually talked to another person I worked with for five minutes today. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know. You are really I know. out I, there. I have, guys, I have Wear your mask while you're talking. No, should have though. I I have been at home since March 16th, 2020. Literally. I have gone to the store, have taken Mark to work, and we have both gone to the doctor, and that is it. Literally. Oh, and I went to the gas station. And jury duty. Times. And jury duty. Oh, I forgot about jury duty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, so this is like the only outlet that I have to actually talk to anyone other than that person in the other room. So <laughs> that's your relationship. Is that going to be his nickname now? That <laughs> person in the other room. I think so. I mean, you know, I mean, this is this is one of these things where I've been a part of podcast before, but I can honestly say that I've never had as much fun. And I have enjoyed the company as I have for this podcast. This, this, these guys, you guys are just awesome. Oh, that, that was. I'll go on. So, what do we want to talk about? We're just going to use this time. We're just going to do a free for all and just talk about whatever comes to mind. And I know Anthony has something in particular he wanted to talk about. Okay, so. You know, a, a friend of mine that I reconnected with recently was talking about Funko Pops. And I said, man, my podcast crew, I'm the odd man out because these other three people, all they do is sink their money into Funko Pops. So I just, you know, I'm, I'm just curious, like, what is it that drives this obsession that y'all have with? It's kind of like, you remember when we were kids, you remember like Beanie Babies uh-huh. and that craze. I don't know. It's something about them being so cute. At least that's the way it started for me. Like I started with, I didn't start with Harry Potter, but Harry Potter is like my biggest collection, but they were just so cute and they were like adorable. And they were something that I can sit on my desk just to kind of, you know, I don't really have a lot of personal stuff at my current job because of the nature of my job. Like I'm the assistant to the director. So I have to keep things very professional because that's how she is. So It was just something I was like, oh, I can at least have something on my desk to be representative of my geek nature. And then I was like, okay, well, I'll just keep this at home. And oh, this is cute. And let me put it on this bookshelf. And then I think I got gifted like three of them for Christmas during like a Christmas exchange. And I was like, oh, these are cute. Okay. Oh, they have seven of them for Harry Potter. Let me go get all seven. And then it just kind of spun out of control. I mean, honestly, for, for me, it was just like, since I'm like, I'm really like a cartoon nerd or and like a like a TV show geek, like, like they have so many things for TV shows that are just like dope. I just, I lost my mind. It's like, I couldn't decide which one I wanted to buy first. So it's like the first one I actually bought, you could probably guess which character from a movie or TV show that I bought. Probably Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. <laughs> You're damn right. Howard the Duck was my... <laughs> Funko Pop that I ever bought, and and really, I'm not surprised. I'm not, and and the thing is, like the way I collect pops is like because my interests vary so much. I don't have like a specific genre that I do. I don't. I don't focus on Harry Potter or Supernatural or like 
music pops. Like my pop collection is all over the place, literally. Like I have Star Wars pops. I have superhero pops. I have a nice selection of Deadpool pops. Deadpool is probably the only thing that I really kind of zero in on. Like if I see one, I just grab it like that. I think I've gotten you a couple of those Deadpool pops. (laughs) I think the Gandalf pop or something. I got a couple from Preacher and Oh yeah, that's right. I think I got from you. You have Snagglebus? Yeah. You have Snagglebus? Yes, I Jealous. Do. Yeah, they actually had that one when I was working at Barnes & Noble. That one ended up on the clearance table, so I think I paid like $2 oh. for it. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I was like, yeah, wow. get it now, snatch. But yeah, it's like my, my collection is like really varied. It's because like I collect sets of them. Like I have mm. Yakko, Wacko, and Dot, which are collectively worth like... Oh, 130 bucks. Yeah, I don't even pay attention to how much mine are worth. The only way I know, reason I know is because I have the Funko app and I use it like just to see how much they're worth, but also to keep track of them. Cause like if I go into Second and Charles, I'm like, do I have that one? I can just pull the app up and flip it. Be like, oh shit, I got two of those. Okay, never mind. But I usually try to collect in sets, but it's like it just gets addictive at, at some point. It's like, cause I don't think I have as many as Hanako does, but it's like, I'm in the hundreds, but I don't think I have as many as she does. I think I have about maybe around 120. I've kind of, I've actually slowed down with purchasing them because I don't really have the room to display them. Like I've seen pictures of people who have like wall to wall Funkos and it looks really cool in that sense. But since I have a cat that's batshit crazy, that would never work (laughs) in my house. (laughs) And also, it's just kind of like, I like displaying mine in like cute poses or I like have like my walking dead there on like a step display. I just like displaying them in those kinds of ways. But I have like two sets of, well, I won't even say sets because it's like maybe 30 in each set of just random pops that I bought back when I first started collecting them. And then after a while, I said, okay, you know what? If I start buying everything that I want, it's going to get out of hand. So let me kind of focus. So right now I've done mostly uh, Harry Potter and the Fantastic Beasts. Um, I have Walking Dead and I have Game of Thrones. Those are like my larger collections. But then I have like the clear Violet from The Incredibles. And I have Clear Gollum from The Lord of the Rings. Those are really hard to find at some point. And I just happened to come across them. And I was like, oh, let me snatch these up. I might be able to sell them. And they're just sitting on a shelf. I remember when you first started working at Barnes & Noble and you would post pictures of, oh, my God, look what I found. Oh, now, my goodness. It was, Barnes and & Noble was a fun <laughs> job for me, but it was so bad for my wallet. Because, <laughs> I mean, like a dream job. Yeah, but I mean, you get employee right. discount and then the clearance items and and all these books and it yeah, was I feel yeah. Pain. Like yeah. I, when I was working, I worked at Media Play. You know, those of you. Oh old my goodness! To know, you remember Media Play? Wow. And, and that was a very difficult place to work, and not you know, we like forty percent off books. Oh geez, I would have lost my damn mind. <laughs> I don't think I, w- I wouldn't gotten a paycheck. So it's like, right, like yeah. I'm, I'm just working to spend. Yeah, pretty right. much. I- I've slowed down over the years, but I'm no. staying away from the Funko Pop thing because I can see how that could be a problem. Well, we don't have room. In the words of the great philosopher group, the Borg, resistance is will <laughs> be like, I know. Like right here, we don't really collect a- anything, but we have 
movies. I think we have the last time I looked, it was maybe 200 or so DVDs. Wow. Well, wow. yeah. But since I, the digital age has started, we don't do that really anymore. I still like collecting DVDs. You know. Yeah, I'm the same way with DVDs too, because I have a whole closet full. So my story is a little different. I've got just under 90 altogether. The very first one I got is I used to remember Loot Crate. Remember Hanukkah? I sent you one Loot, uh, Loot Crate box because it was it was yes. I didn't like or didn't get or anyway. I think it was a so, Dragon Ball Z one or something like Dragon that. Dragon Ball Z. And then I also mm-hmm. used to get Loot Crate and uh, Nerd Box. And anyway, one of the fun coasts was a Joker Batman exclusive in Loot Crate. That was my this is my very first one that I got. Oh, nice. Okay. So I was like, okay, that's cool. Then what happened is that I always talk about my friend Sister Speak because they had at one time the fifth largest, most popular Game of Thrones podcast in the country at the time. And they had a couple of contests and I actually won a contest. So my very second Funko Pop was a uh, White Walker. Oh, that's so cool. Now, as far as Game of Thrones, I've got... I don't have that one. Now, as far as Game of Thrones, I've got Daenerys... I've got Gentry, I've got the Night King, I've got Brianna, I've got Tyrion, and I think that's all for that. Uh, Sons of Anarchy, I've got Jax, Gemma, Opie, Clay, and a few yeah, others. I had, I had a feeling this was going to happen. Now, Mike is, if y'all, y'all, y'all can't see, but Mike has left the scene. <laughs> yes, yes, because I'm mean, showing off. He's gone to grab his yes. Funko Pops, right. and Hanukkah's looking over her shoulder at herself <laughs> to figure out which one <laughs> she wants to pull out of the show. This is why I wanted, because <laughs> y'all are And the only reason why control. we probably won't do video is because Lori can't do video because of her job. So y'all are so, out of control. Look, Mike is brought Lori, his down, Lori's an international Again, Hanukkah's looking over her shoulder like, which one not, do I need to grab? Oh, so, so <laughs> Here we go. Here we go, guys. I'm, I have only three more to show. So after a while, I start collecting various things. I've got uh, what's that one where the song Let It Go? Uh, Elsa. Frozen. Uh, Frozen. I've got Marvel. I've got DC. I've got Transformers. But I got a very special one because if you've ever watched Star Trek Enterprise, Jeffrey Combs is known for playing several, several different characters. And he played the most annoying Andorian ever. (laughs) So I have the Andorian. (laughs) Anthony just said Andorian. And Mark has about four photo pops. One of them is Tom Baker from Doctor Who, and that's, uh, I think, at his desk or somewhere. But these are his, the only two that he owns. He's got Tom Servo. Nice. Okay. From Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, okay. That's crazy. That's so, nice. <laughs> so I have about nine of them. Uh, I say about a third of them came from Loot Crate. That's where I got my Hulkbuster, which is a used one. Um, I uh, I enjoy them. I've got B.A. Baracus. I've got Cable. I've got a couple of Q-Pop. I got B.A. too. B.A., yeah. I got... Uh, uh, Anthony is shaking Christoph. his head, y'all. Like, what? I've got uh it's, I've got it's, cool. it's, it's really cool Captain to have, Kirk. have have this. <laughs> it's 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 a really cool thing. Like my thing is collecting autographs from African Americans in sci-fi when they come to Dragon Con. Yep. So I have a bunch of those and you know I'm excited about Sonequa coming and I'm gonna get her autograph add to the collection. So I understand yep. it's just that my stuff is not readily accessible like the Funko Pops. Right. 
And sometimes the Funko Pops aren't really <laughs> accessible. I'm trying to get Rick and Evie O'Connell from The Mummy right now because they just released those like a couple nice. weeks ago. They released Rick, Evie, and Emotep. So those are the ones that I am eyeing next. So, yeah. Like my friend said, he was like, who thought they would have taken this Hello Kitty thing and turned it into something to make millions oh, of dollars <laughs> off of? What you got, Mike? What you got? All right, I brought one box down, which is basically a microcosm of everything that I collect. So these two are Yakko and Wacko. Oh, I, I have Dot as well. I have I have all three. Um, then these these are just two of the fifteen oh, uh-huh. Deadpool's that I have. <laughs> oh, he's got Bob, Bob Ross Deadpool. Who knows? I have. Um, this is one of the three Fireflies I have. Oh. Um, Cobb, I have Malin, I have Wash too. So he was on clearance. I was like, "Are you kidding?" Oh yep, Barnes that that is definitely a Barnes and Noble red clearance <laughs> right. sticker. Wow. And wow. I have, I have Bert, I have Ernie Bert, and oh. I have Super Grover. Oh, I have one of the Sesame Street ones. I can't remember. I think I may have Grover. Yeah. Oh, and I also so- have Ricochet Rabbit. <gasps> nice. Wow. Nice, nice. I have like four or five Hanna Barbera ones. I try to snatch those up as I see them because they're not oh. all that common. I have Scrooge McDuck and I also have Launchpad nice. somewhere around here too. Nice. <laughs> and of course, I couldn't be, a, couldn't be a black nerd without having at least two right. Black Panthers. Of course. Oh, of course. Oh, I don't have any of those. Oh, really? Is- no, I don't. I have this. Wow. One. I got this one. I got this one, and I have I have the one where he's in the oh. all white. Oh, okay. And okay. also I have mm-hmm. Killmonger. Wow. So yes, my my wow. my, collect, that is my collection is literally good. that all over the place. Okay. Like, like if I see something that I like and that I want to collect, that just kind of hits me. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to get that. It's just like when the premiere episode of WandaVision came out, I saw the black and white Wanda and Vision, and I bought both of those like that because I just had to have them. Yeah. Because and they were just the coolest yeah. thing. So but yeah, it's just that that's just how I collect them. It's like if I see something that that that, is, that just is cool to me and like or if it's something like Deadpool, who I love, who's my favorite, probably my favorite comic book character of all time. Mm-hmm. I'll just I'll just snatch any any Deadpool I see. I snatch, I take I get it like that. So my holy grail that I do not have and I saw them about six years ago and I know that if I ever get them I'm going to have to break open a bank or return this iPod I just bought <laughs> is there's a full set of the Golden Girls. Oh yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. That That's like hard, hard, hard to find. Uh, the one that I ordered recently was Prince. I have I got two Prince Funkos coming. One in the purple, one in the gold with the glasses. Okay. I have the one with him in the blue and white suit. My mm. holy grail is um is Silent Bob from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. So I have Jay. I have to have Silent Bob to match him with. I'm almost willing to trade a lot. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't have Silent, I don't have Silent Bob either. I do have Jay, but I don't, I don't think that a lot of people have Silent Bob because I think that was one it's that was rare. really it's hard rare. to get. It's rare yeah. and it's vaulted, and it's, it's like that on Funko, the value of it is still like at 120 something. If anyone ever questioned our commitment to geekdom <laughs> the Funko Pop oh, all they have to do is ask Lori about her one of her 10,000 comic books that she has or her collectibles that are yeah no there's there's no all you have to do is say five words five words or is it six words Lori tell me about Star Trek <laughs> or, Star, or Star Wars you'll be there for a good two three hours yeah 
I felt bad last night because Anthony, I think, yeah, it was Anthony who said that no matter what topic, Lori has something, and I felt kind of some kind no, of way about it. There's no, there's no feeling bad about that, that ever. No, no, no. Let, let me, let me, let me explain. So this morning, whenever I tweeted out the uh, the the Moon Knight picture, mm-hmm. right? That yeah, I put on right. the messenger. Yep. I looked up. I have a Moon Knight statue. <laughs> But that's so, so y'all, you guys talk about some Funko Pops. My prize collectibles, my my prize collection, are my Lego friend, my Lego keychains. I have a Lego. Oh, uh, I'm jealous. This is, Finn, is that Lando? Lego Finn. Oh, well, I was Finn. Lego okay, yeah. Darth oh, so Maul. Cool. Oh, oh, that's that's fine. Oh, I like well, that those. is and, cool. And you can't get these anymore. That's cool. They've been discontinued. But um, these, and I found these, you know, at Legoland. So yeah, those are my two things that I, that I you know. I don't even know. Like, I have. There are so many things that I have that I could consider. Like, oh my god, this is like awesome. Like, so at Dragon Con a few years ago, I volunteered for the photographer who does the photo ops or did at that time. And one of the perks of volunteering for that photographer was I got a whole lot of photo ops for free. So I think like one year I walked out of there with like $1,200 worth of photo ops, just sitting in a folder. So I met Ed Asner, which is really cool. Um, You know, I've got pictures. Like if you walk into my house, so it's funny if you guys ever look, look us up on TikTok, like, I run Fandom Hybrid, but it's basically my account. I just, I was like, I don't want to put my personal stuff out there. So I put, I do a lot of geek stuff on, on TikTok, but, um, oh, and if you guys really want to follow somebody on TikTok, go follow Mike. Cause he is hilarious. Mike is hilarious. Mike is hilarious on TikTok. But when you walk into my Mike house, got me, he trapped me in the TikTok. He assimilated me into the classroom. yes. That, that mm-hmm. yeah, that's yep. a, <clears throat> MC thir- MC thirteen seventy one. Yep, there you go. E M C E E thirteen seventy one. So. Walking into my house, everybody who knows me, like Harry Potter has been my huge fandom for like the last uh, 15, 15 years. 15 years. <laughs> yeah, 15 years, 15, 16 years. And so I have a lot of Harry Potter stuff like just in my house. And because my house, the one the house that I'm in now is actually smaller than the house I was living in when I started my collection, I actually have like eight boxes of Harry Potter stuff sitting in my garage, just sitting there. So I'm like, okay, I might have to get rid of some of this stuff because I have nowhere to put it. But when you walk into my house in my foyer, you see all of my um, photo ops with like different people from the Harry Potter film. So like my first Dragon Con ever was because James and Oliver Phelps and Matthew Lewis were coming. And my friend and I, we were like, wait, what? Wait, huh? Did, oh, okay. Let's let's go do this. So I have pictures with the Phelps twins. I have pictures with Matthew Lewis, Tom Felton, Jason Isaacs, uh, Natalia Tenna, who else? Uh, Ivana Lynch. Bonnie Wright, who is coming back to Dragon Con this year. Matthew Lewis is coming back as well. Um, there's a couple other. Uh, Chris Rankin, who played Percy Weasley. Christian Coulson, who played Tom Marvolo Riddle in the second movie. I think I have maybe one or two others that I can't think of now. So that's like, I think I would consider that my prized possession. Because people walk in the house and they look at the pictures and they're like, 
wait, is that Draco Malfoy? I'm like, yes. And those are the twins? Yes. And then they start looking, they're like, oh my God, these are all Harry Potter people. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, so, I must say your your con picture collection is pretty formidable. I've always been impressed when I see them. Got, and she's got just, some nice pictures. Pretty, pretty impressive. I do pretty, pretty okay. And I, I love using it to, to kind of like one up my friends. So of course, anybody who knows me knows I have like a huge thing for Jason Momoa. And I have friends who we go back and forth and they're like, no, Jason Momoa is going to be my man. I'm like, no, he's mine. They're like, he's mine. I always go back to that very first Dragon Con 2007. And I pull out that picture that I took with him. And I say, here's my proof discussion closed. And they're like, oh my God, you met him. I'm like, I met him before everybody else was getting into him. Like you guys like him because he was called Drogo. I liked him when he was Ronan Dax on Stargate Atlantis. On Stargate. That's right. I tell people that all the time. He was Ronan. What are you talking about? Yeah, but that's not who you liked from Stargate Atlantis. Oh, Rachel Luttrell. Yes. Yes. I have several pictures with her (laughs) because there was nobody at her table because nobody knew who she was. But I was a big fan of Stargate. So we we talked for a long time. Those are are some of the best encounters. Like sometimes you'll have people who who are there and it's like people know you and they know what you're on, but that's not like their thing. So they're Mm -hmm. going to other tables and sometimes you just you get to grab 10 minutes with a celebrity and you get to talk and shoot the breeze with them. And it's fun, but yeah. Okay. So I I love my family and (laughs) person I live with whom I'm related to by marriage. (laughs) She understands my geekdoms and she has slowly become one as well. But there are things that I have that is really just me because I don't have a lot of friends and you know, she will play these games with me. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. Anthony is like the gamer person. Yes. What are you showing us? Trivial <gasps> Pursuit, Lord of the Rings. Wow. Oh, oh, wow. That is awesome. Okay. So I guess a lot I actually awesome. do have collection of games. <laughs> There's a Harry Potter scene in it. I have a Harry Potter scene in it. But I, I have that. Mm-hmm. Trivia Pursuit, Star Wars. That's nice. Soggy oh, edition. The DVD, nice. version, the DVD version, y'all. The DVD, the DVD version. version. I can one up you on the scene, it though, Anthony. I have Harry Potter. I'll see you at Twilight. (laughs) (laughs) Have Twilight seen it? Star Wars Saga Edition Monopoly. Okay, so when are we doing a game night? (laughs) When are we doing a game night? Hey, all you gotta do is call it. And I'm there. This Trivial Pursuit, Lord of the Rings, this shit is no fucking joke. I will tell you, this this is some difficult shit right here. I have the Harry Potter Lego game still wrapped, still in the box. I got it. I actually won it. I went to a Harry Potter convention in New Hampshire back in 2010. And there was a Harry Potter burlesque show, which was awesome. Wait wait, wait a second. I missed that. Yes. Oh, (laughs) I have photos. I'll be over there tomorrow afternoon. I I have photos. Like this one chick came out in a Phoenix costume dressed as Fox. It was amazing. But (laughs) they had a trivia um, contest during this burlesque show. And I won the Harry Potter Lego game. Like this was when it first came out. It was selling out everywhere. Like nobody could get it. I have it. Side note, never, ever, ever battle Hanukkah in a Harry Potter (laughs) (laughs) trivia contest. Period. I wouldn't even try. I'm good. And that is even among no. the Atlanta HP people. 
<laughs> no, the, I the think most you know what? Diehard HP fans, Hanukkah will still. Well, love. here's the thing with with the Atlanta HP and Atlanta HP is actually it's a local Harry Potter based group. It's well, it started out as Harry Potter focused, but now yeah. it's Atlanta HP and more. So it has evolved to include more fandoms. But the funny thing is there's like a small group who back at the time when I was going and I was like really, really focused on Harry Potter, there was a group of us that were always like we would take turns winning different things. And now it's gotten to the point where when they have Harry Potter trivia at Dragon Con, we've won like twice because we get together and we've actually gone out to like different HP trivia at bars and we'll either come in first place or we come in like second or third. Like we're, we're right up there. I think the last one we did was, I think it was like a Halloween one and we won the cash prize that night. So that's fun. But yeah, Harry Potter trivia was fun for me. I'm probably not as good at it now because I've kind of branched into other fandoms and started focusing that on more. But if you ask me like, a lot of stuff I still remember, but I actually, for the Deathly Hallows book release, they had a trivia contest and I won the trivia contest and I ended up winning an autographed poster by Mary Grandpre, who was the artist that did the cover art for the books. So I have that displayed in my hallway right now outside my bedroom. And, and you've never seen anything as competitive as Jeopardy Night and the Atlanta HP event. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. You know what? I did nah, win that too at Conjuration. <laughs> <laughs> I won that too at Conjuration a couple of years ago. I won the Harry Potter uh, remote control wand. Yeah. So, those are, yeah, Hanukkah is, is a beast. I miss those. That, like, we used to get together a lot more. I haven't been to an Atlanta HP get together in so long because usually I'm doing something else on those nights. They usually have them like once a month, mm-hmm. but I'm ready to go back to one. Hopefully, I'll get back to one before the end of the year and before COVID shuts us down again. Yeah. With this now, the, only, the only trivia I ever am successful at is on cruises. Anytime they do a Doctor Who trivia. Oh, yeah. I, Michelle will tell you, I always win. I bet you, you yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every, I'm horrible. Every time. We, we went to a murder mystery and we went to a British music pop one on the cruise and we came in dead last both times. <laughs> We're horrible. Well, I mean, it's British pop music. I mean, eh. I know five Beatles songs, five Rolling Stones songs, I mean, as far as I'm concerned. How many, many trivia songs can you make out of Robbie Williams' career? It's like, <laughs> you know what? That's so horrible. <laughs> well, that's so that's horrible. True. That's true. But but see, I did get the Banana Rama question up. I and the Pet Shop Boys. I did get two questions, only because I'm old and I actually had those albums. <laughs> In the day. I still listen oh, to I that do. music like on a daily basis. Like I have a whole '80s Spotify oh, I, playlist. I, I know, me too. Yeah, Mark has it too. Yeah. And, you know, we, we won't talk about the best movie that was ever made footless. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but um, fantasy is to have a, I'm turning 50 in six months. My 50th birthday party was going to be an all footloose based party with everybody playing Dungeons and Dragons and having like uh, fans of soda and all the candy and all the games and all the 
food from the eighties, but because of the COVID, that's a fucking that. nerd party. That's dead. that is definitely that is most definitely a nerd party. Like I will fly to we California for to that. To, yeah, we we may have flown out for that one. I'm saying yeah, that was I'm, my I'm, plan. I've been down for that. That was my plan, and hey. I did hold my 40th birthday at my local comic book shop and I already talked to the owner. He's like, well, yeah, before Kobe was, if you want to have your 50th here, we can have your 50th here too. That's awesome. (laughs) Surprised it wasn't, you didn't try to do a parrot head thing. No, no, no. Birthdays are special. No, but my 40th birthday, it was so funny because, you know, being nerd, some of them sometimes, you know, especially if it's Wednesday, you know, you just spend all your money. They gave me, you'll love this. They gave me a gift card for the comic book shop. my birthday we had crappy pizza we had like um uh what was it uh almost chunky cheese level cake oh it was awesome (laughs) (laughs) i had my 40th birthday in a combo shop that is awesome i'm trying to figure out what i'm gonna do i'm turning 50 in four years and i want to do a milestone birthday and i'm like i want to do something geek related like what can i do but you know the geek landscape will probably change so much in 4 years in 4 mm. years oh, i mean yeah. marvel is coming out with new movies that's going to see us through probably another 10 years and dc is finally starting to somewhat step up their shit <laughs> so it's you know netflix i mean i might have a netflix part netflix is putting out some really really good stuff so yeah i'm like hmm yeah i think i want to do something nerd based but i'm not sure i have definitely told my kids i said please do not be surprised if when i pass away i put something around for you guys to find when you guys are like planning my funeral and i'm like i want everybody to dress up for my funeral and i don't mean dress up like in dressy clothes everybody has to come in costume make it a party wands up i mean hey why not you know i think that would be cool exactly i'm just gonna come i'm just gonna come with a big sign that says always oh Oh, I'm gonna figure out how to, I'm gonna get someone to help me rig up a pulley system, and I'm just gonna hover around a funeral home in a death reaper costume and just oh freak everybody God. out <laughs> <laughs> and just start pointing at people at random. Well, I don't plan on dying for at least another 40 years, so maybe I'm by sorry, that time, some good ideas over yeah, here. maybe by that time, we might actually have those kinds of things where you can just fly around. That would be so funny. Just look, no, you get a Dementor costume, put it over a drone. That would be hilarious. That would be, that would be, that would be tight, yeah. Because my friends, my Harry Potter friends will look and be like, now, even in death, look, look at what she, look, look. <laughs> That would be so funny. Oh my God. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, the Funko Pop discussion that worked out well. (laughs) That was fun. Let's talk about TV a little bit. What are you guys watching that we have not talked about on the podcast? Um, uh, Debris, which we have talked about talking about. But we talked about that, yes. uh, We have abandoned it in this household because really, yes, because it's if you th- think about like all the things it you it's canceled i was just about to ask all the things that yeah, you okay. would hate about x-files is what the oh, <laughs> oh, really? oh. A- a- anything that you could think about scully and Mulder that was terrible 
is pretty much what the brief. Oh, okay. I, I won't even waste yeah. my time then. And and even worse, if you could think about the people that didn't like Friends, Debris is like that times 20. Like, I thought Friends was like the greatest show ever. But if I could say the opposite of Friends, worst show ever, Debris. Damn. And we watched, I watched about five episodes and it didn't, I was waiting for it to get, you know, we talked about this time ago. You got to give a show four, four or five episodes four or to five see what episodes. it's going to do. Yep. And it didn't get any better. It was just getting that worse and worse. Oh, and that's, worse. I'm trying to think. And what was the last show that I started that I abandoned like that just because I was like, oh, absolutely not. I don't, I don't even know. Um, we did the same thing with Manifest because so many people told us Manifest was good. And then, well, yeah. I think for me, it was The Magicians. It's like, the magician started off good, but then it just kind of lost me. I was just like, eh, okay, whatever. I'm trying to think. Like, I I think I started watching that one. I think I only got one or two episodes in, but not because I didn't like it. It's just that with so much stuff that's being put out there, like, you know, Anthony, right. I, I had this conversation yesterday at work. There needs to be 28 hours in a day. We need a few more hours so that we can do the things that we want. Or I just need to hit the lotto so that I can sit at home and just be a couch potato all day and watch all the things that I want to watch, all the things that I haven't yet watched. Because there are shows that you guys have looked at me sideways like, I can't believe you haven't watched that. I have friends who are like sideways. I I know I'm getting to it. I'm going to get to it. Once Dragon Con is over, I'll start delving into some new things. But I'm on 10 panels for Dragon Con this year. That's the most that I've ever done. Usually I'm on there for like anywhere from three to five panels. And they're split up sometimes, you know, in the last couple of years, one of them might be virtual. No, I'm on 10 physical panels this year. I'm going to be very busy. Sometimes I'm just amazed. I'm, I'm amazed that you get anything done, people, Actually, because this woman thanks. is editing a podcast, recording a podcast. She's going to school full time. She's working full time. And she's also want, wanting to be on 10 panels at Dragon Con, <laughs> which means she's going to do the prep. And, and Hanako's professional. She's going to do the prep work. Oh, yeah. Yep. So I mean, I don't want to get up there and, and be on a panel and not be able to talk about what I'm on there talking about. Like right I'm now, just, just I, I know, but I mean, but it's fun. This is like the thing that this is what makes me happy. So last year when Dragon Con got canceled, I was so bummed. Like I did one panel. We did a panel for Outlander that was virtual. That was the only one I did last year because I don't even... I think a lot of the programming they used like older panels or, you know, there wasn't a lot of content because people were still trying to figure this out. So this year I just started looking. I was like, okay, I have to do something like I, I need to do something. I need to be on a panel somewhere. I need to get some of this geek talk out because like you said, I am very busy, but I want to talk about all this stuff, but we just podcast wise like i'm the only single person on the podcast like you all are married and your spouses would come after my head if i'm like okay let's just talk every day all day about fandom so they'll be looking at me like hanako we love you but no absolutely not so (laughs) i have to get my i have to get my outlet somewhere else and i got you know i started getting emails and they were like hey here's the list 
let us know what you want to do. And then I had another one that was like, hey, this is what we want you on. And then I started seeing other panels. I'm like, hey, I might want to do that. And I, by the time I really kind of wrapped my brain around it, I was like, wait, wait. I actually applied for like 14 different panels, but four of them were full. And I was like, I would have traded some of these other panels to do those. There's a WandaVision panel. There's a there's a Falcon and the Winter Soldier panel where you're talking about Bucky's side of things. And I'm not on that one, but I am on the one that's talking about Sam Wilson's side of things. So I'm excited about that. But I would yeah, pay just, money to be on that one. Oh my God. You have to come. You're going to have to figure out a way to come. You got you to gotta figure out a way and, to come. And I'm excited because I'm going to be on my first panel. Yay! Which is Project Power, the Jamie Foxx movie. We're going to have a discussion on that. On Sunday oh, at eight thirty, cool. which you know that's not a great time, but we'll see. Because that's when all the parties are happening. Yeah. Right. But it's, it's okay. It's but it's cool, cool because I'm not it's on cool. a panel at that time, so I can come and film your panel for you for once. Like Anthony comes to my panels, and Michelle, his wife, or excuse me, the person who he lives with that he's related to by marriage, <laughs> they come to my panels. Anthony has been my cameraman before when I was blogging some years back for. Um, exam i think it was either hollywood hollywood news no it wasn't hollywood news it was examiner um we had the being human cast there i got to interview them he was my cameraman for that so yeah i'm i'm gonna be the camera person this time i'm gonna come record (laughs) you at your panel that's gonna be fun so it's it's a fan panel so we'll, we'll see we'll get you know we'll talk about project power and whatnot fan panels are actually really fun i think it'll be fun i think it'll be fun. yeah they, they actually are really fun because be fun. you have some panels where only the panelists like really get to talk and give their opinion then you might get like some feedback from the audience but because of the time constraints you know you only get an hour basically i think like 50 or 55 minutes you kind of have to keep it short and then the fan panels is like basically that's all it is, is fan interaction. Like you talk about a show or whatever and you do it, they're so much fun. So yeah, you're going to have a lot of fun. I'm excited to see you do that. Mike, you got to come to Dragon Con. Yeah, Mike got to come. I might I might come and watch you guys. I'll, I'll try to figure out a way to do it. I'm definitely going to try to figure it out. I've been invited to, to panels before. There was a convention in Philadelphia years ago, back when I ran a blog. I had a blog, blackgeekdom.com. I used to write for that blog too. He used to write for right. And, and um they reached out to me and they wanted me to come up there and be on a panel about you know diversity and comics and whatnot but i had to get there myself and pay for my own way and all that stuff and i was i couldn't do it yeah not at that time i would do it now of course but back then when you you know you're young and struggling and whatnot it's it's hard to just drop everything to go be on the fan you know not a fan panel be on the panel yeah yeah but you should you you know you should look into i think uh well dragon con has a diversity in speculative uh literature i think yeah yeah Yeah. so i think they're still looking for some panelists too so you might want to check that out I'll take that. Yeah. And then maybe down. once the world opens back up and COVID is a thing of the past, we can kind of coax Lori into coming to Dragon Con one year. Into leaving her house. I have, extra, I have extra rooms. You can come stay with me. I know. I know. Mark and I have actually talked over the years about making our way to Dragon Con, but we have never, we've never made it there. I mean, I've been to Star Wars, I've been to Star Trek, I've been to comic book conventions. 
uh, we our our list includes going to see Doctor Who, you know, uh, TARDIS Con, Gallifrey One Con, but we just have never. I don't know, maybe because he's from Georgia and he knows that if he's in a state that we got to go home to Valdosta and he doesn't want to do that. But um, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I think the reason why Mark and I haven't gone is because we the whole idea of going in and out of the different hotels instead of being in one spot kind of turned us off a little bit because we were like, well, how is that going to work? You know, but you know what? Once you get used to it, like the first year was daunting because it was like, how am I supposed to remember everything? After you do it, after you get used to it, you don't even notice it anymore. It's just kind of like, I mean, like we have a set group of friends that we hang out with. And usually I always take the Thursday and Friday off for Dragon Con. And I've done this every year since I've started going. Anthony sometimes has to work, so he doesn't join us until that night. Like I remember, what was a few years ago, you came in and we were sitting, like we have this one spot in the Marriott where we all just kind of congregate and that's where we kind of recharge our batteries. We we plug up our phones and we charge our phones and that's where we sit and eat. And, and like anybody who knows our group and who hangs with our group, they know if they come to Dragon Con and we're not in panels, that's the spot that they go look for us first. So Anthony comes in, he just plops down on the ground like oh my god i made it we were like wait where did you just come from <laughs> it, was, it was so sudden but he just, he just plopped down on the ground like oh i'm here i was like yay he made it but yeah it's 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 a lot of fun and you don't even notice the walking around like you would if if you're one of those people who keep track of your steps you will definitely okay. get your steps in at dragon con and sometimes it's right. not even about going to the panels. Sometimes you're just walking around just to get pictures of costumes. Like, uh, awesome. what is it? One of my best friends who comes with me, she calls me the Conorazzi because I would literally jump up from my seat on the floor and run across the hotel through the crowds to go find this one cosplay that I've seen. And I'm like, oh my God, I've got to go. No. Like, I'm one of those people. No. I get no. so excited. No. They they look at me, they're like, huh? <laughs> Hanako Hanako will be in mid sentence. <laughs> she will be in mid sentence, <laughs> and she will run away. He's like, wait, what? And she's running all the way across the Marriott because out of the corner of her eye, <laughs> she saw someone through the myriad of people that she wanted to get the costume. She just had to have it. She will literally abandon. Like she will be in mid sentence, guys. Mid sentence, she just gone but i'll come back and finish my thought she'll oh. come back and finish your thought. but she will go she will vanish like, what, what, but what? some of these costumes and it'll be a costume like you wouldn't have seen it but somehow hanako she saw it i have really wow. good peripheral vision <laughs> being on their drill team yeah exactly because you had to use it then so i have it i'll see something out the corner of my eye and people are like how in the hell did you even see that wow. i got that radar like that happened a few years ago. There was one group. So everybody knows I love the Batman movie with uh, Michael Keaton. Mm. And I absolutely love the soundtrack that Prince did for it. Like I will blast Party Man and Bat Dance Bat all Dance. day long. Okay. So we're sitting and we're talking and we're in our little space. And I hear very, very, very faintly Party Man playing. And oh. I'm like, wait, what, huh? What, huh? And I happened to see a boom box going up and down in the air. I hopped up and I took off. When I tell you <laughs> that scene, 
where they come into the museum after they've mm-hmm. knocked everyone out. And gentlemen, and let's has, broaden our minds. Yes, they reenacted that whole oh, cool song. Cool. And I got a lot of it on video. It was so awesome. I mean, the guy who was playing um, Jack, he had the costume, he had the face paint, he had the dance down pat. I was like, I'm looking at Jack Nicholson right now. It was that <laughs> accurate. That's crazy. That's one of the things I love about Dragon Con. Some of the, because you have different levels of the cosplayers, you have some that are beginners, still have good work, but then you have some that are so ridiculously accurate that you're looking at it like, were you standing there when they actually made the costume? Like, how are you that good just by looking at a picture of it? Apparently there was a convention that happened this past weekend that Giancarlo Esposito was at. And someone came to him dressed as Moff Gideon. And he looked at this costume and he looked it up and down and he said, that's just like the one I have at work. Where can I get one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. And, and back to something you were talking about, Lori, um, something that some people also do is there's some people who just stay on one track. Mm. Like there's different tracks and usually the tracks are assigned to a particular conference room. And if that's all you want to do is American sci-fi, you don't have to go anywhere right, else like in the Star convention. Trek. This right. is Lori we're talking about. She is not yeah. going to stay limited to one track. She's the kind just, of geek I'm that we saying. are. She's going to be like, yeah. oh, I need to look at this. Because even now, looking at the schedule, I'm on panels for alternate history. And that's uh, Outlander. I'm on the American science fiction and fantasy track. I'm on urban fantasy. I'm on the YA lit. But there are other panels that I want to go to in like horror and I'm still going to there one of these years, I'm going to make it to a Stargate panel. I I promise I've not been able to get to a Stargate panel yet, except for the year that Don S. Davis died. They had a memorial service for him Mm -hmm. at Dragon Con and I went to that. Other than that, I have not been able to make it because there's usually another panel that I'm either on. Or another panel that I'm going to that that's the only time that they're offering the panel. So I'm like, okay. See, but. that's my biggest pet peeve with CreateNet. Everyone knows CreateNet. For those of you listening who don't know, CreateNet are the bastards, bastages of Comic Con or fan based cons. They do Vampire Diaries, they used to do Xena, Hercules, Stargate, anything once upon a time. Oh, Creation Ant. Yes. Cre- okay, yeah. Those people. Creation Entertainment. Those people. First of all, they're extremely expensive. Second of all, those people cheated me out of Star Trek tickets that I should have had their seats. These people, they overcharged, they overhyped. Uh, two years ago, right when Vampire Diaries ended, they the guys weren't doing any more tours, and they popped up, and there's this little airport uh, hotel where they have the Star Trek convention, the local one, and it was the Vampire Diaries, and it was one day only on a Sunday and uh, both the actors, the two male actors, uh, were going to be there. And they had charged, and Caroline was going to be there, and a couple others. I'm using those show names. Caroline yeah. was going to be there, Damon, Stefan, um, uh, uh, oh, oh, one from Legacies, um, Doctor. Alaric. Um, Alaric. There was going to be this huge, it was like the last hurrah. Tickets. Oh, my God. The tickets were three fifty, so I'm like, eh, okay, got a little bit, eh, whatever. I paid more for Star Trek. <laughs> Get to the nitty gritty, 
everyone cancels except for the actor that plays um, uh, Damon. And they just really, really screwed it up. They wound up canceling. These people are the same people that had the Star Trek convention about six, seven years ago when Mark and I went the second time we went. And they had a special panel for all of the original cast of TNG, Next Generation. I paid oh, for my tickets. Wow. I got silver that year, which was really expensive. I think it was $750 a ticket. Check this out. They had to pay an extra $50 a person to get tickets to be in the panel for that Friday night mm-hmm. to see all of the cast. And on top of that, they made us get in line and buy another ticket and get our hand stamped to pay to get in line to get the ticket to the ticket we paid for to get to the panel. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 I hate these people. I've wanted to do one of their cons because they have, I think for American conventions, they have they have held exclusive rights for supernatural. So yes, they did supernatural to too. See Jensen and Jared, because mm-hmm. I've I've met Jared before. There was mm-hmm. um there's another convention company called Icon. Yes, that's a smaller convention company, but I went to one of their supernatural conventions in 2008. This was right after I started going to conventions. I've done one of their Vampire Diaries conventions. Love those conventions. They're very small. They're a lot more intimate. They're very uh very affordable, and you get a lot like. Like the stars came and hung out with us at karaoke and they come and hang out, you know, with the people and they talk. So I love those conventions. So I met Jared at one of those, but Jensen wasn't there. I've wanted to meet Jensen forever and he's only at the creation cons. And I'm like, I can't afford a creation con because I'm, I'm the type of person just like Anthony. I am an autograph person. I am a photo op person. And to get like the photo ops and the autographs and to get good seats is it's you, like almost a thousand dollars. I'm you like, can I'm, go I broke very it. easy. We've been to start two Star Trek conventions at this spot I was telling you about. The first time we went, we really didn't know. And I got one or two autographs and one or two photos. But the second time I saved up for an entire year. So we were able to get most of the cast, both photo and autograph of TNG and a couple of people from Enterprise. So we nice. did a lot. Wow. Chase That's Madison lot, yeah. was, um, uh, Chase um, Lita, she was the one that we got her photo, but we, no, we got her autograph, but we didn't get the photo because we had to go get our picture taken with Michael Dorn and that was a, like a conflict. But we got Vic Damone. Uh, we got a couple of guys from Enterprise Trip. Uh, it was a good, uh, we even got Denise Crosby. So that was a good one too. But the thing is, is that the, it was, it's an airport hotel. Okay, so you've got all these people coming in from San Francisco in this little hotel, and they have a decent, like, lounge food area, but they don't have a dedicated, so room service is better. And it stormed all that particular weekend, and William Mm. Shatner showed up, and the line wrapped around the hotel, and his manager walked by us, and I said, this is insane. He looks at me dead, and I goes, this is nothing. You should see Las Vegas. So after standing in line for three hours... No, two hours uh, with our new best friend, who I'll tell that story later. Uh, okay. We got to meet Shatner. We got a picture taken with him each, and we each got an autograph, and that made Mark's entire decade. Yeah, he's coming to Dragon Con this year, too, and the, when when I say lines, insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. In- 
insane. Like it's like when Stan Lee was. Oh, at that I, you know what? Canada. I wanted to go to that one. I I looked, and when you can literally like the way that they have the lines. So the line will start outside of the room, and sometimes it'll go around the whole floor that you're on. It'll go through a staircase outside the door and wrap around the building twice. And we're talking major hotels. You've got lines wrapped around the building. Like we used to have a, we used to have a game. If we were coming in um, like mid morning when big panels have already started and you're walking across the skywalk, which is a bridge between two of the hotels. And it's got like a glass dome. So you can kind of see what's going on outside in the street. We would see the lines and we would try to guess, okay, based on the hotel and based on that line, whose panel are they waiting for? Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you a lot of the bigger, bigger stars, William Shatner, George Takei, Stanley, um, uh, let's see, Patrick Stewart. Um, yeah, you, yeah see- I, you remember when Heroes was huge. Hayden oh, Cantieri. Oh, God, was that was insane. hard to get something. Yes. Her line was insane. I don't doubt it. Yeah, well, I don't doubt it. Yeah, well, I picked the wrong year to go to the big show, which is Horses San Diego Comic Con. I went the year that Snakes on the Plane was the huge movie. And Samuel Jackson showed I- <laughs> up on the middle of the con floor while we were trying to see the plane and we couldn't move for three hours. I mean, it was insane because that's when, remember guys, uh, Hanako may not remember so much, but guys, remember when Leo Laporte had all this tech TV stuff and mm-hmm. every and every guy in the country would rush home to see it? Mm-hmm. Leo was there with the whole team that year. I mean, it was, and they were right across from the snakes, snakes on the plane display. Leo and, Laporte, the tech guy. Yes, and they also wow, had Stan Sakai, who was catacorn. Uh, Stan Stan Sakai was catacorner, just signing autographs. I walked by him, and he had his little pen out, and he just signed my Yusagi to Jimbo. He just kept on going. I was like, "Is this cool?" And of course, Mark had the had had the had the luck of, or the unfortunate luck. Of accidentally almost knocking Josh Whedon over because Josh Whedon cut in front of him and he thought he was rude. He was like, "Dude, I'm walking here," and he kind of shoved him a little bit. I wish y'all could see my face right now. He should have knocked his ass over. Anyway. No, no, no. I though no. I almost got who, who, who? Um, who's the star of Kung Fu? Was it David Carradine? Yeah. David Carradine. Um, I was with my friend Brandon. We were in the escalator at the Marriott, getting ready to go on the escalator. And this dude shoves me out of the way. It was key. And, and I'm like, what the? F-? They, Brandon was like, what the hell? And then we looked, they were like, oh shit. It was him. He was trying to get to a panel that he was supposed to be on. But he literally shoved me out of the way to go down the escalator. Damn. And I was like, wow. wow. I, I, at first, I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes they really aren't trying to be rude. They really are they like, aren't. If you think about the way it's laid out, so Dragon Con is in five different hotels downtown. It's in the Marriott, the Atlanta Marriott, the Hilton, the Hyatt, the Sheraton, and the Westin. Sometimes you have to go from one hotel to two hotels over to get from your panel to where the photo ops are or where the Walk of Fame is, which is where they do the autographs. And sometimes- That that was back when the, the Walk of Fame was in the basement. At Vaughn, 
the Marriott. The Marriott. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. That was a long time ago. And the thing is, they're much better now than they were then with, with that stuff. Because you don't see them yeah. especially anymore. But back then, he literally shoved me out of the way to get down the escalator. Wow. And I will, and this is the last thing because I know we're supposed to be talking about TV shows we're supposed to be watching. I'm, I mean, we said but, this was a free fall, whatever. <laughs> once, Hanukkah and I, we were walking down the street. And we saw Joe Anzinello walking down. Uh-huh. Oh, I can only and imagine. She's like, "Oh my God, is that him?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's him." So we literally followed him. What, maybe two blocks? Yeah, because what happened was I was actually standing in line to get a photo op with him, and his line was so long that they had to cut people off because he had to get to his panel. And they gave so you the sign. I literally the last like, yeah. This is one. This is one of the only times. Like I literally followed behind him, like for two blocks, and I was like, I want to ask for a, a a photo, but Dragon Con handlers can be a little bit on they the. They can be a little touchy. Yeah, yes, they can. They can. And he was trying to get to a panel, so I didn't want to make him late for the panel. But I was like, we, I'm just gonna walk. We, we stayed back a respectable back. ten. Ten. We did. I did get a night. I did get a nice. Photo though, I I got like a sneak. <laughs> oh, like, like, we, we literally need I need his picture. <laughs> for for two blocks downtown, we 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 but we kept our distance. You know, we kept our we kept distance. Our distance. We were respectful. We didn't like cat call or anything like that. But I was we, just. But like, we took our pictures. Just like he's showing Megan Yellow. Right there. Right there. Hanukkah was like, "Can we follow him?" I don't know. Can we? Oh yeah, yeah. These people, they were, they were encouraging. They were like, "Yeah, let's go." I mean, let's we're go. not gonna do anything. We're just gonna, just gonna yeah. yeah. They can't tell us. So, they can't tell us we can't walk down the street. That you want. See, that's those insane. are the kinds of friends that you want when you're on your bullshit <laughs> celebrity <laughs> stalking. And I say celebrity stalking very loosely. I was not really loosely. stalking him. Yeah. We were just having some fun. We were right. like, it's mm-hmm. like, hey, she's like, so, I'm gonna yeah. follow him. Like, why not? <laughs> because well, we were, because well, we were like okay he's on his way to his panel maybe we can go yeah. let's let's go maybe we can see him in the panel we got there and we saw the line i was like yeah no <laughs> like no. That, that was so long i'm trying to remember if that we was the some, same year nelson I some great pictures. El- yeah i think that was the same year nelson ellis it was, was the same there year. I think it was. Yeah, it was I did get my man. picture with him. Very nice dude. Smelled so great. I don't know what kind of cologne he was wearing, but he smelled amazing. I'm. Were, were you with Shanta? Because was she not talking about how great he smelled? Probably so. Probably so. Yeah. Probably so. So yeah. But Dragon Con wow. is fun. We've got what twenty one days. Mike, you have I'm, to. I'm ready. You have to go, Mike. Yeah, Mike, you have to go. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna try I'm gonna try to make it make it to at least see see y'all's panels see y'all in their panels. Well, I'm on panels every day, so <laughs> Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday morning, I'm on panels all day. So you just tell me which one, because right. I think I'm. Let's see, I'm doing panels for Outlander. I'm doing panels. Uh, let's see, I'm doing one called Super Parenting, and it's talking about superheroes as parents. And the boys and in Invincible will be discussed. So I was like, oh, I definitely need all I that I have panel. to see if there is a Lupin panel in the Brit track. They, ha- oh. they have to talk about it. I don't know. Them. Oh, for the, for the Netflix show? Yeah. Or for the cartoon? Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't mind being on that. that. That's one of the shows I'm watching right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm on Shadow and Bone panels for the books and the, um, the TV show. 
which is cool because that has made me sit down and like really get to reading the books. I finally finished the first book. Lori started me out with the audiobook, which I, you know, I generally don't like audiobooks, but this one was okay. I was like, okay, I'll sit here and I'll listen to it while I'm at work or while I'm in the car or while I'm sitting at home, just kind of taking a break from podcast editing. Cause other than that, I, it's, it's just a lot. And, um, I enjoyed it. And then I got to like the last maybe six chapters and I was like, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and read this like a regular person because one of the things um, for me for the last few years, I can't sit and focus long enough to finish a book. So this one kind of got me started and I finished the last few chapters and I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to start on the second book in the morning. And then I picked up the second book like 10 minutes later and started reading it. So I've already started on Siege and Storm. It was good. I enjoyed reading it. There were some things that they did in the book that they didn't carry over into the uh, Netflix show that I was disappointed at. There were some things that they did in the Netflix show that they didn't do in the book. And then some of the things that they changed around, I was like, oh, okay. Now I see what the difference is and I like it. So book and show I'm enjoying both so yeah so I'm doing that there is a panel that I am going to be on it's called the Carl Urban Challenge oh boy I'm so excited for that and I'm like I really want him to come back to Dragon Con I went to one of his panels a few years ago that dude is so ridiculously funny just fucking hilarious but we've got you know we've got other people from the boys coming we've got um Mother's Milk, we've got Frenchie, we've got Queen Maeve, we've got A-Train, A-Train. and we've Kimiko coming. So I'm like, okay, can, can we get Carl Urban now? So like, I mean, we still have some days. It's like 21 days left. They're still announcing new people. Uh, Kimiko just got added, what, yesterday, two days ago? So I'm like, okay. Yesterday, yeah. I'm like, yeah, can we get Carl Urban? But there's, there's a huge, huge group of, of people from that show uh, there's a lot of people from the one her. I mean, I'm looking at the list and it's like everybody who has been vaccinated and can travel is going to be there. <laughs> that's what it seems. Literally. I mean, that's literally what it looks like. We've got people from the Walking Dead yeah. coming for we haven't had Walking Dead people for years because the last time they was there, um, things did not work out quite well. I've I've heard different stories about what happened. So I'm not sure. I don't want to say anything bad about anybody when I don't have the full facts, but I just know some things didn't work out. And from what I heard, powers that be were like, okay, we're never inviting people from that show again. It was that bad. But apparently they've changed their tune. So we've got uh, Ross Marquand coming. We've got Nicole Martin-Green, although I think she's going to be there for Star Trek, but they may get her on Walking Dead stuff too. Nadia Hilker yeah. is coming. They might, she, she might be just yes. for Star Trek. Ross does a lot of shit though. I mean, to be fair, it's like Ross has his voice in a lot of shit. So Ross was the one like... I always get excited about Dragon Con guest announcements and especially when it's people that are in, you know, the fandoms that I am with. Ross for this year, I think he was the first one that I actually like squealed out loud like, oh my God. My coworkers like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I was so excited. And then they started adding, like I said, they, I mean, okay. So for the things that we talk about, Felicia Day is coming, Zach mm. Levi is coming, Ross Marquand, 
Eddie McClintock, Mark Pellegrino, Billy Piper, David Ramsey, Anthony Rapp, Bonnie Wright. I mean, there's so many people. Alex Kingston is coming. I'm, Mike, I'm surprised you haven't been like, oh, yes, I definitely need to come to Dragon Con now. I know where Anthony will be. <laughs> but yeah. Mm-hmm. Alex Kingston but, and Sonequa Martin. <clears throat> yep. That's it. That, that's it for you. That's yeah. It. Dan Fogler is coming. Um, Sam Witwer is coming back. He was one of the people that I got to interview that year that the Being Human cast was there. So I'm just like, there's so many people coming. It's going to be awesome. It's only 21 more days. And I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready. And it's so funny because at work, like I said, I always take the few days before Dragon Con off from work. And I always enter my time as soon as we come back from our summer break. So I did that this year. I entered my days. And for some reason, my boss didn't see them. So she was having a conversation with another one of my coworkers the other day. And he was trying to take the Friday off before Labor Day as well. She was like, yeah. She was like, I'm surprised Hanukkah hasn't put her Dragon Con days in yet. She might want to do that. And and before anybody's like, oh, well, she should we everybody at my job knows that I take those days off for Dragon Con. So it's not a secret. It's not one of those, oh, where they're not supposed to tell no, everybody knows. So he comes and tells me, he's like, You didn't enter your Dragon Con time yet? I said, I did that back in July. He was like, Well, she didn't see it. I called her on the phone. I'm like, so I've been told you haven't seen my Dragon Con day. She said, I'm looking at it right now. I see no days for you. I said, hold up. Let me go in and fix this. She said, because I, I, she said, I know we talked about it the other day. And I'm like, well, she didn't put her days in. That's so unlike her. I said, I love that I have a job where my boss, my boss is so funny because she always teases me about my nerdiness, but she knows when September is about to come around or the end of August, she's like, I already know she's not going to be here. So just get your stuff done before you leave and have a good time. I love it. So yeah, this year I'm taking Wednesday off too. So, <laughs> so I get Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's getting earlier and earlier. But Dragon Con, I mean, think about it. When we first, when I first started going to Dragon Con, Dragon Con was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. They Mm -hmm. officially added Thursday as a panel day like two years ago or three years ago. Yeah. Because it was just like a registration day. It's not a preview right. night. It's just panels. No, it, it is panels. panels. Wow. It is an official day now. Wow. Because usually there's preview. Yeah. No. So if you come downtown Dragon Con week, when Dragon Con was starting on Friday, Monday was the day that everybody from out of town started arriving. So like you would see people already walking mm-hmm. downtown with their costumes. So even if you just go downtown mm-hmm. just to hang around, that's what it was. So it's like, yeah, Monday is the new Friday that, or Monday is the new Thursday. So now that Thursday is the official mm-hmm. day, people I've seen posts where people are coming in like the Saturday or the Sunday before to kind of, you know, get into the swing of things, slowly acclimate. So, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm going on Wednesday because, like I said, I have a panel on Thursday night, which is the first time I've ever done Thursday. Usually Thursday night is when I go and just start getting into the mix. So I need an extra day to get my sleep. And usually I just just go on Thursdays (laughs) to get the registration stuff done and and that's it. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see. I don't I don't even know if I'm going to do Friday. I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I may just do Saturday and Sunday. I don't know. Well, see, that's the thing, because you have to 
if you're going to do Saturday, you have to get a full weekend pass because right. they're not doing the, the individual. But I have my full pass because yeah. I bought it. I got the full yeah. five days last year That's and then right. rolled over to this year. And they rolled it over. Now, now I'm different from you guys. I have my Dragon Con pass too. Yay! I bought the two years ago when they did the uh, live stream. It was what twenty five dollars on ago, something like that. I don't. And yeah, it, I think and it was crappy. And it was and it was crappy. They showed weird stuff at weird hours. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I think I was telling Hanako, I bought my Dragon Con pass to watch at home, and it's ten dollars. Mm-hmm. So I'm scared. Because if $25 gave me crap, what's $10 going to give me? Well, one of my panels will be on that streaming membership. I think they had a lot of, a lot of learning last you year ain't never lied. when they did the, the whole convention streaming. Yeah. So I think, it'll be, I think it'll be good this time. It was, I was up like at all weird hours because I think one time I got up. Well, I had to get up anyway. But I guess I got up like instead of getting up at three o'clock in the morning, I got up at two o'clock in the morning because they were going to show like a Doctor Who thing, and it turned out to be like a skit instead of an actual panel. And I was pissed. Oh yeah, they do those. I mean, it was it was horrible. It was like yeah, I, I'm sitting there going, "Why did I pay money for this?" I think they learned a lot last year with how how good and how effective streaming mm-hmm. can be. Like, the only problem I came across because we did it virtually last year was they would schedule something. But since everything was pre-recorded, they would play the wrong thing. There you oh, go. Yeah, really? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. they were playing the. You're watching it, and even on Twitter, the panelists was like, "Oh my God, they're playing the wrong, yeah. oh, <laughs> the wrong wow. thing." Okay. During the scheduled time, so that that was the one thing that they have to they have to fix that yeah. for if they're gonna do virtual, if they're gonna allow people to also do virtual, they need to fix. Now thing, I will so. point out this. Uh, Dragon Con, I do believe they have the right idea as far as the streaming is concerned. But what they need to do is they need to get with the Comic Con people and maybe offer, have them offer something similar because I didn't mind going on YouTube and watching the panels and stuff, even though they were pre recorded. But it would have been nice if I could have paid a $25, $30 pass and could have just had a dedicated stream because a few years ago, Amazon threw up all the panels on their like their little weird comic channel and it was cool because you could see all the panels but it was like two months later that you sounds know? like a great idea but you don't know the people at dragon con they tend to operate differently than everybody else they're gonna yeah. do it their way and yeah. see them work and, with because dragon con is a whole different beast yeah, dragon con is a whole different beast like you know one of the things with comic con and this is just what i've seen because i you know online or um streaming because i've never actually been to san diego comic con like everybody knows hall h is the place to be that's where all the big panels are and then everything else around is just kind of like little dragon con may have five major panels going on at the same time time. multiple times a day they no no they do they do that too because at uh Hall h is the big one but there's other ones that they have because the year that we got into hall h God, talk about luck. We got in on the last year of Lost. And they were all there. All okay. of them. And But that was the only time we were in the big room. The rest of the time, because a lot of people, what they'll do, and they they obviously have to change, is that, uh, what, say, one of the mid-tier rooms uh, that holds, like, say, 300 people. What they do is, well, what they used to do is that they would get in line 
And we did it for sci-fi night, which was actually awesome. But what we did is a lot of people get in line at Comic-Con, they get to the panel and then they basically stay in their seat. So for instance, say at nine o'clock in the morning, they've got, I'm just throwing this out there, I'm just picking stuff, an anime panel. Yeah, may not care about it, but at 10 o'clock, it's the 100 and 11 o'clock is vampire. Oh no, you can't do that at Dragon Con. They clear the room after every single panel. No, you get you have, you can actually stay. So some people <laughs> would stay. I know this one Absolutely girl, not. this one girl <laughs> stayed in her seat mm-hmm. for Arrow, Flash, uh true blood i mean sons of anarchy i mean she literally was in the same seat for nine hours and did nine panels you can't you can't do that not at dragon, dragon con they will make your nope. butt get out and you gotta get to the back of the line for the next right. half they don't now they don't, now, mm, they do not do now they, did they don't even let off. you in the room like, wow Oh no! This was no. Is, even after the room is clear, they have a certain time before they let you in the room. Well, I know they. I remember that from when I was Hanako's handler. When Hanako was, <laughs> when I was her handler, her producer, to you know making sure she was getting to her panels on time and right, stuff. Yeah. You know, they looked at me for him like, oh no 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 no, you're gonna let me in because I'm I'm doing her stuff. She's. But, yeah. yeah, and and he he only got in because I had a press badge. Yeah. See. And I was like, yeah, no, he's like, he's he's taking my pictures and he's doing all this. So they let well, him the in. Cool, the cool thing is, is that the the thing that I love the most, and I've never uh, done it again, is that that uh, Friday night at Comic-Con, uh, Sci-Fi back then was Siffy, had a challenge coin that they gave you and you could get in line. I think it was at eight o'clock at night. So Mark and I got in line and it was so cool because what happened is they let you in this big screening room and we saw Stargate, Stargate Universe and Warehouse 13 all in a row. and Eureka. So we had Stargate, Stargate, I'm sorry, Stargate, Stargate Atlantis, uh, Warehouse, and Eureka. I'm probably getting one of the Stargates wrong, but it was definitely Warehouse, Eureka, and SG uh, Atlantis. All in a row. Yeah, they they do that. They do that at Dragon Con, too. They have different rooms where you can go and watch certain movies, and they have one for the kids track, I think, But what was so cool is Mm -hmm. that Siffy sponsored it. They gave you uh, drinks, they gave you uh, candy bars, and they gave everybody uh, a special challenge coin which was actually kind of cool because they, yeah. what they would do is they would randomly walk up to you where you were like, because the, the Gaslight District is like this quad and they would walk up to people and they would say, hey, you want a shirt? And you'd say, yeah. Or do you guys come over here real quick? And this is before it really got weird. And they would take you over to an area on the lawn and they would have like a pop-up thing and they would say, just throwing something out, Stephen Amell would be signing for Arrow just outside of the convention hall for free. And they only let 25 people in. He signed 25 people. They give you a t-shirt. They take it down. He go back inside. I mean, they did a lot of really cool stuff like that because they were, you know, in the area. But my thing is that I've only been once and I keep going to go to the big Star Trek, uh, which I haven't gone yet, which is in Las Vegas. But I have been to Star Wars Celebration, which is the big show. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love Star Wars. I am about to say something that is probably sacrilege. Don't go to celebration if you want to have a good time. That th- man, we had to leave our hotel at seven o'clock in the morning to get in line behind the Hilton, which is right in front of the convention center in Anaheim, in order to get inside between 9:30 to 10 o'clock to actually think that we could get in line inside to get to a panel. Okay. I stood in line for three hours outside. 
wow. two hours inside to see, wait for it, the last four episodes of the uh, Clone Wars that were unfinished that they did in a special screening. Okay. Oh, yeah. so okay. I mean, we're talking, they had, but that's a lot of time in yes, line. That's like, like you a had lot. to stand outside, you had to stand inside, then you had to stand inside a room that they took you to. And then once you got into the action with the screening, you had to wait another half hour for them to get it set up. Okay. That's I mean, crazy. it's just, yeah, I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. And, and I mean, even at Dragon Con now, they actually have it to where you can't be in line. You can't just like, if you know somebody is going to be in a certain room at a certain time, and you're more than an hour early, they will not let you sit there because there's people who are trying to get in line for the next panel. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Then I, I stood mm, in line. Mm-mm. I hate it because it was- That sounds like what, five out? No. Well, mm-hmm. I know because I was uh, even more of an idiot because the very next day, I stood in line for over 90 minutes to meet John Jackson Miller, who's a huge Star Wars uh, writer. 90 minutes is not bad. I, he's an 90 asshole. Minutes- uh, well oh yeah no well. you know he was because you know why he had just written kenobi and kenobi was of course you know back then the shit right so he had just written kenobi so he was feeling himself and it was like really mark was like really he goes i lost minutes of my life just to see this guy you know and then my friends were running the star wars uh rummage sales slash um uh, junk sale, right? Because they had a rummage sale where you could bring all of your Star Wars stuff and you could trade it through a rummage sale. And that was three different conference rooms uh, because they had the junk sale, the rummage sale, they had the trade-off show, and they basically had all the collectors doing their trading. And in between that, they had the file first walking up and down because they always patrol because they hired the Mandalorian me- mechs, mercs, and they hired a lot of the New Jersey and Texas uh um uh cosplayers uh for uh the troopers because they actually do security so whenever you had harrison ford or whoever was a big star who would show up for the conventions to do their panels they would actually be escorted to and from by the 501st oh okay oh it's total total so here's my question yeah based on what you just said what would be considered star wars junk uh, three and three fourths uh, quarter figures, uh, any type of uh, food like cereal with the Death Star on it, stuff like gotcha. that. Bubble okay. gum, blowing bubble bottles, you know, crap like that. Keychain, okay. you know. Okay, just stuff the like random that. Stuff. Just the random I have a lot of stuff like that for Harry Potter. Like I have Harry Potter uh, house crest notebook paper downstairs that yeah, has not yeah. been touched. Yeah, I've got stuff like that. folders. I've got, yeah, yeah I've got all yeah, kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah, stuff like that. And honestly, if you, and I'm going to sound like a really, really bad person because I don't do garage sales, period. If you take the time and if you have the patience, you and you have decent stuff to trade, you could actually make out pretty darn good. Now, the one thing that I did, which was actually kind of cool because my friends, you know, the ones that moved to Texas, you know, the, one, the rich ones, the Star Wars mm-hmm. Star Trek people. One, yeah. one of the things that we did, I think I paid $50 a ticket, is that we actually had breakfast with Rancho Obi-Wan creator and founder Steve Sansweet, who at the time was the chief publicist, chief public officer for George Lucas and uh, Lucas Films and the whole studio thing. So we actually had breakfast with him in this nice little conference room. 
Breakfast was crappy, but we each got a swag bag that included a cell from the Return of the Jedi. We got a couple action figures. I got, we each got a limited edition 501st Hasbro action figure mint. And oh. I still have both of those. Yeah. And one of them I'm going to have to throw away because it's at my office, but the other one's here at home. But basically, oh. we got a swag bag that was worth at least $300. Plus, we had wow. breakfast with him. They had a QA. They had a little special Star, like my Star Wars, my Starbucks cup right here. They had mm-hmm. it with the logo instead of the Starbucks lady. They had the logo okay. Star Wars. That was actually probably one of the cooler things that we did because basically, he took a good hour. And basically uh, entertained us, answered questions about Rancho Obi-Wan, brought out some memorabilia that he had had, fan stuff, talked about working for Lucasfilm and George Lucas. It was actually a really cool breakfast. But like I said, the, the hidden cost is not your ticket for Comic-Con or any of these cons. The hidden cost is these niche groups that you belong to and you have to pay for this. You have to pay for that. It's on top, $50 here, $75 here, $25 here. So by the end of the day, you're looking around and you see like Mark. Mark likes to look for weapons when we go to conventions. And Mark always finds the sword booth. Don't ask me how, he always does. And he's like, Lori, they have this sword. It's only $300. And I'm like, yeah, well, we just spent $300 doing breakfast, this and that. I don't have $300 today. You're going to wait until tomorrow. Because (laughs) they, they... they nickel and dime you to death. That, in fact, he finds the weapons booth, like I said. But, but my thing is, is that when you go to any type of convention, and I've Dragon Con sounds like it's a little bit different. Vendors room, Star Trek. When you go to the Star Trek uh, cons, they don't have a so quote unquote con floor. What they actually have is a vendor's room. So imagine a convention where you've got all the panels and stuff, but there's like a huge room the size of the gyna- gymnasium regular gym and that's called the vendor's room and that's where all your stuff is in we have four floors of the america's mart see they only have one floor yeah no i heard vegas is just as big as that so it the difference between a vendor's room and i guess the actual con floor is that the vendor's room when you buy something you can't take it out and you until you have to pick it up at the end of the day so they oh. <laughs> hold your stuff for you no, they can't do that with Dragon Con because you're talking about 85,000 people trying to come get all their shit at the same time. No, uh-uh. Yeah. We, pay, we pay for our stuff. We walk away with our stuff now. Some people, you know, a lot of people stay on site or at hotels nearby and they'll go back and forth. I usually drive in because it's only a 10 minute, 15 minute drive for me. And I don't mind paying the parking because that way I get to go as early as I want. I get to leave as late as I want and I don't have to deal with the icky public transportation mm. and the, yeah, so. Or you can just, you can so just I turn just, on your Uber thing because, you know, Uber is fucking ridiculous. They pay Oh, I know, ridiculous. but see, I have to, <laughs> I know. I read a story about somebody who turned on their, um, their Uber app as they were leaving the con. And I think this was like maybe two or three years ago. And Carl Urban was one of the people who they ended up picking up and taking him somewhere to get something to eat or something like that. I was like, I turned it on just to see because I'm an Uber driver. I turned on just to see how I was like, wow, the fares. Oh my God. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, I can. Oh, yeah. I may be doing that too. When you you ready to go home, see, see what happened. Yeah, I'm like totally expecting to not sleep that weekend at all. Usually I can still get some decent sleep 
for Dragon Con because like Friday night, Saturday night, especially in more recent years because I'm getting old and I can't hang out like I used to. But I'm usually home by about 11.30, maybe 12. Mm. This year, I don't know. It's, it's going to be weird one because it's going to be less people. And then also one of my best friends who usually comes in, she's not coming this year. Um, she, she's, I think, waiting till next year. So it's just going to be weird. So I'm just going to play it by ear. But yeah, I think I may may try to do that and see how it goes. So best con story. I have two, but I can blend them into one. Can I go first? Sure. So we're at San Diego Comic-Con. And I'm freaking out because it's early uh, Friday morning. The con just opened and we see Lou Ferrigno and he's at his thing and he's signing. And I was there the year that this asshole tried to rob him. So I had just bought his fitness book. Wait. Yes. I saw Wait. it in person. Why? Who tried to rob him? I Luke saw it in person. This How does that even work? Okay. Well, first of all, the guy Wait. was stupid. First of all, it was like 9.30. They just opened, 9.30, 9.45. So I just bought a copy of his book and I didn't want to get an autograph because I'm cheap sometimes, but I got his mm-hmm. book and I got his book. So he signed it for me. Yay, got the autograph. So we walk away and Mark's like, that was Luz Frigno. That was the Hulk. And we see this kid, this kid walks up to his table and this kid does the first thing. He goes, can I get change? And Lou's like, okay, whatever. And the kid buys the book. But then when he goes to hand the kid his book because he's putting it in the bag, the kid reaches over and grabs the cash box and runs. When I say this 50-something-year-old man got up, leaped over the table and chased his ass down about 20 feet later and tackled him. I wish I took the video. Wow. So 20 minutes later, they're still not really open yet. And they have all the artwork. You know how they have like all the cool artwork for sale where it's like yes. it's like the captains and stuff like for Star Trek. So mm-hmm. I'm looking like I'm only 5'2". Okay, I'm 5'1 and a half. But anyway, I'm short. <laughs> and I'm looking mm-hmm. up. And Mark says he's 5'10", but he's 5'9". So we're both looking up, right? Oh, look at that. Oh, there's the captains. And I bump into this guy. And I'm pissed. I'm like, really? Could you? It was John Delancey. <laughs> I lost the ability to speak. Mark was like, we're sorry, Mr. Delancey. She didn't see where she was. Oh, that's okay. No problem. You here for the convention? Are you here for Star Trek? Well, you have a good day. No harm done. Pat me on my shoulder, walked away. Could have passed out. That first part. Second part. Fast forward several years. This is about six years ago. Again, I'm at a Star Trek convention. No, it's a trend here. I'm at the little (laughs) hotel. This is the first year. Again, no, it's a trend. First year we're at the convention. I'm already pissed off because my tickets aren't what they should be. Anyway, because when you go to one of these cons, you have assigned seating. So we're there and we see John Delancey and he remembers me. And he (laughs) says, hi. So I'm thinking, okay, cool. This is my weekend. So we go out to the vendor's room. We walk outside. And again, they have all the captain's paintings. And it's like only $600. I'm like, yeah, no, we're not going to buy it. Because Mark is like a two-year-old when we go to the con. I want this. I want that. It's only $900. It's okay if we get it right. No. Why? Because I got to pay rent. Oh, never mind. Okay. So he's like that. So we're going back and forth doing this thing. We've been together 22 years. So you can just imagine what it's like. So, <laughs> so we're going back and forth over a painting that I'm obviously not springing for. And we see this pretty little white girl. And I have a, let me, let me, re, I reason for saying that. She's dressed up. She's got her little blonde hair tees. She's wearing a skippy little outfit and she's got her little heels and she's prancing around and she's like walking up to the guys. Hi. No one's paying attention to her. 
you guys want to go hang out? Nobody's paying attention. Spot dude comes up. Y'all don't like her? We look around. Mm-hmm. She was a prostitute. He was her pimp. He was trying to pimp her out in the middle of a Star Trek convention. Wow. And nobody took, so they Wait, left. what? Yeah. Ask Mark, I'm not lying. <laughs> not lying. She couldn't get a Could single person. about that she during a geek con. Like, what? And her, not, her like pimp did not out. read the room. Nobody's thinking about that during a geek con. Like, seriously. Well, I mean, I don't I don't have a story. Like, I don't I don't have a story for that. She stuck up like a sore thumb. And then oh I'm a, I have one more caveat. So after all that happened. We're in line to see Shatner that, that afternoon. And we had met up with a girl and a couple of other people who were in Star Trek uniforms and she was talking and she kept kind of flirting with Mark. And I'm like, why are you flirting with my husband? So we're in line. I've heard this She's story. telling me all about how... <laughs> about how she's got experiences and stuff and she says very boldly well you know i'm a sex therapist and i said well of course you are i remember that story (laughs) i was like what kind of day i don't think i I have anything that will top that i do have some funny convention stories so some of them are funny some of them are good just like little snippets so like i said i volunteered for one of the photographers before and so you get to see the stars when they come in get ready for photo ops and some of them will talk to you some of them won't some of them will just say hi how are you and some of them will have a full conversation eddie fucking mcclintock this dude has got to be one of my favorite people ever. So he comes into the room and the room is empty and he comes in, hey, how you doing? I'm doing good, blah, 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 blah. So he's sitting there, he's just drinking water, whatever. And then they start letting people into the room and, you know, people are coming in and he's, hey, how you doing? Everybody's, you know, are you guys having a good time? He's just like going through, like talking to people in the line. And he starts getting silly because I think there was like, there was an issue going on with the camera where we were kind of like running like a few minutes behind or whatever. So I was basically there as a handler. Like I'm the person that when you come in to take your pictures, I hold your coat in your purse. You take your picture, I give you your stuff back and you can keep on going just basically to keep the line moving. So this was right around the time that Beyonce's single ladies came out. Oh, geez. And so he starts singing in the line like there is a wall there that separates the two rooms that they had combined to make the one room he starts freak dancing on the wall singing all the single eddies all the single eddies all the single eddies (laughs) and i mean i was like i would sit here and watch this all day like he was so entertaining hilarious but yeah he he i mean he was walking around doing the little hand thing as it was oh, it was God. like one of the funniest things I've seen. Um, Ernie Hudson comes in in his Ghostbusters Hello. outfit, Hello. comes in, introduces himself. Hi, I'm Ernie. How are you? What's your name? Hi, I'm Hanko. Hanko, nice to meet you. And my daughter was working with me at that time. Introduced himself to her. And then she she starts freaking out because... She knows him, but at that time she had not watched Ghostbusters. So she's like, I know him. I know him. Then she really starts freaking out because she remembers him from The Crow. And The Crow was one of her favorite movies. Mm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. she starts freaking out. But he's like really nice. Oh, okay. Da, 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 da. 
people start coming in to line up. And at that time, it wasn't a big line because there were people who were coming from like panels and other photo ops or whatever. So you're having to walk into like, like I said, different hotel. He literally goes through the entire line. He shakes everybody's hand. Hey, nice wow. to see you. Hey, I'm Ernie. How are you? What's your name? Oh, okay. Are you having a good time? Like literally every single person in the line up until they tell him, Mr. Hudson, we're ready for you now. So they can start doing the photos. He goes through every single person in the line, introduces himself, asks them their name, shakes their hand. One of the most friendliest guys I've ever met. I love seeing wow. people like that, but yeah. That was cool. So cool. yeah, so nice. Um, I got a compliment from CCH Pounder. So CCH founder is there. She's with the Warehouse 13 cast and they're all sitting there talking with each other. It was her, um, Jamie Murray. Allison was there, the the little redhead? Yes, I think she was there. So I I have a photo with all of them. So I'll look, but yeah, so we're sitting there talking and they're, they're talking amongst themselves while they're waiting for things to be set up. And I'm on one side of the room. My daughter's on another side of the room and they're kind of in the middle talking, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And my daughter says, hey, mom, such and such. And see, she stops and she turns around. She said, hold up. She said, I'm sorry, sweetie. I don't mean to be rude. She said, who did you just refer to as your mother? (laughs) My daughter points at me. She's like, her? She was like, that's your daughter? I said, yes. She was like, baby, how old are you? And my daughter (laughs) gives her age. And she looks at me. She said, did you have her when you were 12? <laughs> I said, See, that's no. the that's I said, I was 20. She said, how, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. So I, you know, I told her my age. She said, girl, whatever you are doing. She was like, can we please put it in a bottle and send it to Hollywood? Because girl, you look good. I was like, I can go home for the day now. It was like oh, somebody from geez. Hollywood just told me I look young. I can go home for the day. That, that's that's the best thing. That is so cool. That, that is was so fun. Cool. But a lot, you know, a lot that of the cool. um, a lot of the celebrities that I've met, you know, just at Cosmo are really cool, really nice. I have met a few assholes. I won't name them, but I met a few of them. But I mean, they could have been had hey, having a bad Edward day. Edward James or... almost gave me the finger, so I I am proud to say that he gave me the finger. Wait, Edward yeah, James I, almost I gave a... you what? The finger. Oh, okay. Yeah. We were we were a part of a group, and he was crossing the street, and a couple people behind him were asking him to stop and give uh, uh autograph, and he was on his way to lunch, and he turned around, and he was with um uh, uh the one that played the president. Uh, and he turned around and gave us all the finger. Yeah, I, I have a similar story about him like that. One of my friends is a huge fan of his and we were sitting downstairs. He was leaving out the building to, um, go, I guess, go get something to eat. And she just made a comment about, oh, hey, sir, I'm I, I'm a big fan of your work. And he just looked at her and said something really nasty. I don't mm-hmm. even know what he said. And then walked off and she was like, wow, he's a dick. <laughs> it was like, well see i don't have i don't have any like funny stories like that um we had a good story anthony and i this was the same year that he was my quote-unquote handler we're sitting outside a room and we were waiting to talk to somebody oh we were waiting because jim beaver was there from supernatural and i wanted to stop and say hello because he and i had met at a con a couple of years prior and he's one of those people, he's really good about remembering people. So like he did a Twitter Q&A when he was in the makeup chair uh, in between scenes one time filming Supernatural. He's like, okay, so 
since I have some time, tell me where I know you from. And so me being silly on Twitter, I'm like, hey, I'm the half black, half Asian chick you met at Icon. And he immediately responds back. He's like, Hanako Ricks, hey, what's up? I was like, wait, what? Huh? That's so <laughs> I wanted, you know, so like he was there. I was like, okay, I'm gonna stop and say hi, or whatever. So this guy who was a writer, I don't even think he was writing for Marvel at the time, but he was another uh, media person came out and I forgot what it was. Anthony, you started talking to him about something and you guys like literally had a conversation. I don't remember if it was him or if it was another, I really believe it was another celebrity, but he came out of the room and you saw him, you were like, oh, such and such from such and such. And he was like, yeah, hey, hi, how are you? And he shook your hand and you guys had like a conversation. I'm just like, this is the kind of random stuff I love. it was Colin Ferguson from Eureka. Yes, it was. <laughs> he was it was. We had like this long, he was like, oh, almost like he was surprised that I knew who he was. Well, I've heard <laughs> that he's a really nice episode. Yeah. He was. Everyone, he, he was. really was. We talked, we talked, it was almost like five or six minutes mm-hmm. that we just sat there and we just talked for a long time. Wow. It, because sometimes when they're going, like Hanukkah said, when they're going between panels, um, Right. And I think yeah. he was leaving a panel and he just he was by himself with, with his other guy. We just started talking. Yeah. Because the other guy was gonna interview him. They yes, were on the way that, to yes, the interview. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's that's they, how we met him. Yep. They were yeah, they were they were doing they were on yeah. I, yeah, I had forgotten about that. Colin yeah. Ferg, because I was like, oh, I'm a huge fan of yours. I want Eureka, because Eureka's like one of my favorite shows. Right. And I'm like, Colin Ferguson. He was like, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's, there's, you know what? There's nothing more fun in the world than doing a watch and watching uh, Warehouse yeah. and Eureka back to back. That is just so one much time. Fun to I do. think it was during like a downtime on the Walk of Fame. It wasn't a lot of people in there. Um, I talked to this woman. I won't say who she was, but she was from Balsar Galactica and another show. She was not happy to be there. So <laughs> as I was walking away from her, um oh. i looked over and this guy was like anthony anthony come here and i looked and it's it's mark singer and he's like anthony he's like come here you know me and i walked over and anthony's like he's like hey anthony you know how, how's michelle doing because that's my wife's name wow he's like, yeah he's like we met a couple of years ago you don't remember it's like no <laughs> was like, wow oh my okay. <laughs> and he's he goes uh well what had happened was my friend brandon while I wasn't paying attention, went up to him and talked to him and said, I want to play a practical oh, joke on my <laughs> So his name's Anthony and his and his oh, wife's name is Michelle. Up. And you could just go with it from there. And he did. That's and hilarious. He, he was talking to me like literally like I knew him and I was like, this is Mark Singer. I have never wow. been before in my life. It's That's crazy. Insane. But you know what? I had something similar like that. Okay, so I mentioned Jim Beaver already. And this also happened with Matthew Lewis, who is uh, Neville from Harry Potter. Right. So Dragon Con, everybody knows Dragon Con is my weekend. Like my kids, I'm like, okay, I'm not mommy this weekend. If you need anything, go to your dad. This is my weekend. So when my kids were, I think my girls were at the time, they were either 11 and 13 or they were 12 and 14, somewhere around that. Um, I took them to their first Dragon Con. And Dragon Con, like I said, it can be a bit much if you're not used to it. So they went with me on that Saturday. 
my oldest daughter decided not to go on Sunday because she was so tired from all the walking and everything. She was like, yeah, I'm not going to go. So this was the year they had several supernatural stars there, including Jim Beaver. And so we hung around in the room. They had all the supernatural stars doing autographs and photos in a separate room. So we got to the room and they were like, oh, they're out to lunch. They should be back in about 15 minutes. I was like, is it okay if we wait inside? And because I had a press pass, she was like, yeah, you can go ahead and and wait. I said, I don't want to, I said, I'm not going to take anybody's space. I said, I just, I'm, I'm on a first name basis with one of them. And I just want to say hello. So she was like, okay. So we go in and we're sitting there. Um, Mark Shepard came in first. I got a photo with him. And then Jim comes in and he sits down at the table and there are a couple of girls who are there kind of early. So they go up and they meet him, they get his autograph and stuff. So I walk up to him and this is a couple of years after the Twitter thing. So I walk up to him and I'm like, Hey Jim, hi. I don't know if you remember me, but I was, he was like, Hanukkah, if you don't get over here and give me a hug. I was like, Oh, okay. So I go over and I give Bobby Singer a hug. And my younger daughter is just looking at me like, so you weren't lying. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so he wow, starts so talking to yeah so i introduce him to her and they start talking and he asks her about is this where you get him to call your other daughter yes so okay. they, they start talking and he was like you have other children don't you i said yeah i said my my son is too young to come i said because i'm not doing the whole um i have to watch you during dragon con weekend it's not happening michael was only mike was only seven or eight at the time so he said well, where's your other daughter oh, I said, she came? yeah I said, well, she came yesterday and she got tired out. And so she decided not to come this morning. I said, hey, I said, we should call her. He was like, get her on the phone. So we called my daughter and she's she's still sleeping. So she answers the phone. She's like, hello. I'm like, hey, I got somebody who wants to talk to you. And she immediately perks up because the last time I did that to them at Dragon Con, Matthew Lewis was on the other line. So she perks up. She was like, who are you about to put on the phone? I was like, hold on. So he gets on the phone. He's like, hi, is this Michaela? And he says it in his Bobby Singer voice. And she was like, yes. He was like, is this Michaela? Yes. Who, who, who is this? And he was like, this is Jim B. Oh my God, it's Bobby. And he falls out laughing. So he asked her, he's like, why aren't you here with your mom and your sister? And she was like, I was so tired. I came yesterday. We did all this walking, blah, blah, blah. So they start talking. He was like, well, the next time I come to Dragon Con, I want to be able to meet you. And she was like, okay. And then she went on social media and was like, my mom is the coolest ever. Oh, yeah, that was cool. like, that's another one of those. Good. I have a lot of good con stories, but those are some of my favorites. Like Matthew Lewis did the same thing um, to the kids a few years back. I, you know, called them on the phone. They were in the car with my mother-in-law. And he says, hi, this is Matthew Lewis. They're like, yes, that was fun. So yeah, con stories are fun. I think Anthony and I are going to try to do a couple of episodes from Dragon Con. I don't know how that will work out because Dragon Con is very busy and very noisy. Go outside in the hall. We're going to try to do that. Uh, Other people have have done it. Yes, as someone who's a veteran of listening to the Star Wars Celebration interviews at cons, do it outside of the convention hall. Or if you do go out in the hall, make sure it's away because that background noise, trust me. Oh, there's always background oh, noise. At oh, it doesn't matter where you go. <laughs> if I didn't love Star Wars, I wouldn't have suffered through those panels. Last one, because it's getting late. My favorite panel. What's your favorite panel ever? My favorite panel that I have ever, ever been to 
is Heroes and Villains Con is about four years ago. Mark and I got in line and a line wrapped around the inside of the building. That's where we saw the $900 Funko Pop for the Pink Ranger. We were in Wait, line. what? Yes, it was $900 for the Pink Ranger Funko. Yeah, that, that was, and, and I actually know, think, I heard later that someone actually bought it. Anyway, we were in line. Yeah, I'm not that much of a Funko fan. <laughs> we were in line for over an hour. We were starving. We had just gotten our picture taken with uh, Ming Nung Wen of Asian Shield Yay. and John Barrowman. So those were my two. My comic book store owner was losing his damn mind because he kept buying photo ops. I think he bought like 40 of them that day. I mean, he literally, just literally. Anyway, oh my God, just so in the bank account. Yeah, pretty much. Well, his wife is rich. But anyway, so we're in line and we're in, we get we get to the convention area, the room. We now Ming Nan Wen did her panel in the morning, and that was a one-day convention, so that was cool. So this is like two o'clock in the afternoon. We finally get there. We get like the last seat in like the row four to the wall. It is packed to the rafters. It was John Barrowman. He came out in a Wonder Woman costume. Yeah, that sounds like then, him. He then sang over the rainbow and then you started the con. Best panel ever. John Barrowman. Mark was losing his shit. He was like, oh my God. Because, you know, Dr. Who fan. He was this Captain Jack. He, he was, I don't care if he's gay. I love him. <laughs> he was losing. I have one last story again. Not as colorful as you guys' story. But um, everyone, I'm, I'm a huge Rachel Luttrell fan and not just because I met her and talked to her for a while years later I had a blog I mentioned earlier blackethan.com and one of my most popular which you should bring back which one of my most someone else owns the domain name now and and they're holding it hostage and and I'm Uh not paying that money for it but my my most popular post one of my most popular posts ever was during Battlestar Galactica the second time or the, the new one Neural one. It's not a spoiler now, but there were Cylons that were human that were hidden, mm-hmm. the original five. And there was mm-hmm. a big discussion as who was the fifth Cylon. And I made one of my most popular posts was that Candace McClure's character was the fifth Cylon. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes. And it and and I was totally, I, I wish I had it still, but you got that one wrong. I, I, not done. So at Dragon Con, mm-hmm. I go to Candace McClure's table on the Walk of Fame. And we're talking, and you know, I'm getting her autograph, and she sees my wedding ring. And I'll, we were talking about it. She's like, Oh, that's cool. What is that made out of? And I was like, It was tungsten. And we were talking about wedding rings. And then she, her husband, her fiance was there, and we were, and people behind us was like, Why are they talking about wedding rings? So he and I were talking mm-hmm. about our rings, and she was like, Oh, the rings. And then I was telling her about, Oh, yeah, you know, I had a post about, you being the fifth Cylon. And she was like, that's very interesting because there was a plan that I was going to be the fifth Cylon. However, it kind of got out. Oh, so they had to switch it up. They changed it to somebody else. and I was like, wow. But yeah, we had a whole thing about, I mean, we talked for about 10 minutes about wedding rings and engagement rings because she liked the tungsten ring I had and I was looking at his ring and his ring was like really nice and whatnot. And the people in the line behind us was looking at us like, are they ever going to stop? (laughs) But you know what? I kind of of like it when they do that. I mean, I understand, yeah, people are online, they're waiting, blah, blah, blah. But when they still take the time to like, 
have a personal connection with the fans. I like that. I do too. Yeah. I do so, you, so, you, so Anthony, you're saying that one of your theories potentially changed the course <laughs> of a whole TV show? Is that what you were saying? Because oh, so that yeah. sounded like what you said. Well, no, it wasn't good for her because they killed her off the show. To, to, you know. oh, so, so, so one of your theories actually killed a character. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm so mad. I mean, she she walked in the locker room. She was humming. Next thing you know, I was like, no. Oh, I was hot for weeks, weeks. Let me tell that, y'all. I that my grandfather was a toaster. Between those two, I was pissed. Oh my god. So let me tell you, one of my friends uh who listens to the show, we went out a couple of weeks ago to a concert, and she said, I need y'all to hurry up. She said, she said, Are y'all gonna finish talking about Loki? I said, Yeah, I have those episodes. <laughs> I'm I'm getting those edited and we'll be releasing those. She said, because every time. And she's one of the people that hangs out with us at Dragon Con too. She's like, every time you guys get on Anthony's case about his theories, I <laughs> holler. <laughs> she said that's the most fun part of the podcast to her is when we start ribbing him about his theory. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, we have another co-worker who he'll see me at work and he'll be like, you got any new theories lately? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Because he listens oh. to the podcast too. Yeah. So <laughs> so yeah, it's funny. Us us ribbing Anthony about theories. Yeah. Anthony, you can't you can't do theories anymore because now that's like become a part. Like people like us ribbing you about it. So yeah. So you can't start doing no you can't do theories anymore. You just have to I mean you, you, have you to, can you, you can talk, do them. You have to talk about your suppositions and your all this other stuff. <laughs> and, yeah. And your theory. Yes. Yeah, yeah, see, mm-hmm. see that's amazing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So so basically, I just want to say that you guys are like my new best friends and I love doing the podcast and I, I've had so much fun. And the thing is, is that, like I said, I'm nerding out because I have a new iPod and I'm looking at the book because I, like I said, Hanukkah, I helped her with the other book the other day because I told her I'd give it to her copy. And I realized that over half of the stuff we've kind of talked about because it's either geek, sci-fi or whatever. And I just, I'm excited about what we're going to do within the next year. Me too. You know, I mean, it's, it's gonna like, be a lot of shit. it's going to be a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm looking at the book stuff, right? And, and Hanako, if you can guess the number, I'll wipe my old iPod and mail it to you. How many books does Lori have on her audible book list? Do we get to be within, within this is like 10 This is a, yes, this is 125 gig. I'll wipe it clean. Okay. You so it. you're talking about, this is books that you have, books that you have read already, books that you plan to read. Books that I have purchased, birth purchased, read, and have not read. My total Audible. I've been a member of Audible for That's ten what I was years. Ask how many books? How many books have I bought in the last ten oh, years? I'm I'm gonna oh, put Lord. that. I I would say maybe about eight thousand. No, I said books. to book I have bought. One thousand one hundred and seventy-four. I was gonna say because oh, I was gonna say if these if these are Audible books, right? Yeah. This is all right. audio. I yes. would just say it around eight or nine hundred. No, because the way Lori goes through books, <laughs> one hundred, one, eight, one thousand, eight or nine hundred, eight to nine hundred. That's a lot. Wow. Damn. Eleven hundred seventy-four. That's that's crazy. Eleven hundred seventy-four. I, I too am excited about what we what was was coming up because there there's a lot of stuff coming down the pipe. A lot, a lot of stuff. Okay. And then, like, I know I've talked to Hanako about this before, but like, there are things that I would like to do, like, 
we need to do like video gaming, anime, like mm-hmm. we have all this other mm-hmm. stuff that we haven't even touched yet. Yet, right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we're going to add some of that in. It's just when we launched this last year, September 28th, I had no idea that we were going to be this busy, that we were going to, well, first of all, any kind of new venture is kind of like, okay, how well is this going to work? Because I've known Mike for over 30 years. I've known Anthony for almost 20 now. You know, I've known Lori for a little bit over 10, but all of you guys had never met before. So it's kind of like, I knew when I got ready to do this podcast, I was like, okay, I know who I can geek out with individually. How are they going to mesh together? You know, that was kind of a thing. And then it's kind of like from that first episode, everything flowed just so naturally. And as the episodes have gone and as we've added more shows, it's just gotten a little bit more. It's kind of like you would think that we've been friends all our lives because that's kind of how well we mesh, even with Casey, who unfortunately couldn't be with us tonight. But even with her coming in, originally for just walking dead stuff and she also has some of the same interests but she's a very busy person she also works full-time she has her own business on the side she has a son who just got drafted into the nfl so she's going to be busy at games so we we got a really good group and i'm really proud of what we've done so far and i'm excited and also it's like for me like being up all the way up here in kennesaw and like you know working in a plumbing company it's like i'm not around black nerds like i hardly have any black nerd fans like i know other people but it's like to have this is like for example when we did falcon and the winter soldier the discussions that we had about falcon and winter soldier i can't imagine Mm -hmm. having with anyone other than black nerds it's not like a bad thing like i can't discuss it with white nerds or asian nerds or hispanic nerds but it's like it's something about discussing nerd stuff with someone from your culture that like someone someone that can that can relate to you on like a cultural level that is really cool it's like i'm trying Mm -hmm. i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. this without sounding without without people like like saying what are you trying to say you don't like white nerds i love white nerds I love I love nerds of all colors. I don't discriminate on nerd colors. I'm just different. saying that it's different. different. Yeah, yeah, it's different. It, it, it different. hits different. Like the way we talk about things, the way we discuss things. It's like I don't really have that up here, and it's like it's really mm-hmm. cool because I actually look for when we had our break. I was like fiending. I was literally just kind of looking at TV, like. <sighs> <laughs> you would love you would love the diversity and speculative fiction discussion at DragonCon. You I need to. I, I might. I need to yeah. check it out. But yeah, I love our conversations, and it's like I love geeking out with you guys. And I mean, I really didn't know how everything was going to go, but it's like, especially like, you know, in the first, like, just kind of feeling everybody out was just kind of apprehensive at first. But then it's like once we once we got going, it's like I was looking forward to. It. That's why I write so many notes. It's because I want to make sure that I discuss everything that we can that I can discuss with you guys because right. it's fun it's like you know I'm it's like I'm having fun and it's like I don't really need to take notes but it's like I want to take notes because I don't want to miss anything I want us to discuss a whole lot of things because we all bring something different to the table and we all have different viewpoints of the things I mean that was and and the other thing about us is that we can disagree and still be cool like the whole invincible amber and mark thing <laughs> 
like that. Like literally, if you if you listen, if you listen to us discuss that, you were like, Marco Mike about to fight, like literally fight for real. And when I tell you, I laughed so hard listening to us discuss that when I was editing. I said, people are going to be like, oh my God, what is going on? But we we had so much fun with those episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's like we it's like we didn't hold back, but it's like and it's like and it's cool that we can talk like that and like you know like really say things like how we feel and like you know check each other and you know and express our opinions and not be afraid of someone saying that's stupid shut the fuck up instead we'll just hash it out it's like if we say something you're like that's not how it is this is what you mean and they were like i don't no i don't agree with that no this is really how it is and it's like that's how we do and it's like it's fucking awesome and it's, I, I wouldn't trade this for the world this is like ridiculous i can't wait until See, this is a, this is why sooner or later we need to have like some kind of a video episode of certain things where people can actually see us interacting. And yeah, I think we're going to be doing that a lot more in these next hundred episodes. So yeah, we just we got to figure out the workaround for Lori. For Lori, we got to put an avatar up there or something. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Just have 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 like have like a happy face avatar. Like, hey, if you ever see Nerd like Soup, this. you ever see how Nerd Soup does theirs they have like cartoon avatars when they do their podcasts so it's not them it's like them sitting at the table but it's oh that avatar. would be cool that yeah be we can do that for her <laughs> but yeah i just you know i love you guys yeah i love you too, <laughs> love you too oh, oh love you. and on that sappy note that's <laughs> it for our 100th episode <laughs> thanks guys for listening to us for the first hundred we hope you'll stick with us for the next hundred like i said we are going to expand now that conventions are opening back up we will have some convention coverage we will try to do some other things Lori and i are going to actually do a book talk about shadow and bone and maybe mike and anthony will join us if they actually get a chance to read it but we're going to be doing some other things and we hope you guys stick around. But for now, that is our show. You can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fandom Hybrid. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and other major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time. Okay, I'm... Um-